This is a Clearview podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Carpe Manana, the show where we talk about how to capture tomorrow today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Those of you who are listening on the radio, thank you to all of those who are subscribed through our, our iTunes podcast. You know, we really enjoy uh, spending time with you guys each week, spending time together, just talking about what's on our hearts, uh, talking about things that you guys have have uh, requested for us to talk about. We love getting emails from you guys to our uh, Carpe Manana email address. It's Carpe Manana at clearviewbc.org. We read every single one, love hearing from you guys, Definitely. and uh, love knowing what you're taking away from the podcast. So, uh, before we get started, you know what time it is. I know what time it is. Do oh, you all know, know what, what time, time it is? I think I know it. It's James, introduction James. time. Uh-oh. James, you know what time it is, brother? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's introduction time. It, it has to be. Okay. Okay. So we'll start off with some introductions for our listening audience. So to my right is... Abaddon Shah. I'm the lead pastor at Clearview Church. And to my right is this wonderful young man. Uh-oh. It's David Williamson. You know who it is. I'm the media <laughs> specialist and the student worship leader here at Clearview Church. And to my right happens to be... James Ragland, assistant to Pastor Shaw. And to my right is... John Galanis. I'm the pastor of worship and media here at Clearview Church. And over here to my right is... My name is Rebecca Shaw. I'm the children's ministry coordinator here at Clearview. And to my right is... Ryan Hill, and I am the pastor of students and of assimilation here at Clearview Church. I really love that. I really love that time of just going in a circle and yeah. introducing ourselves. It's really fun. It's Rebecca, we need, to, we need to work on your flair a little bit. You yeah, gotta, you got to... Like a you robot. Gotta, Rebecca, Rebecca's thinking, I have a million things to do. <laughs> I wish they would let me go do those things. Let me Next go. week, I'm going to bring oh, in a little, little confetti maker for when Rebecca <laughs> just got... <laughs> <laughs> The Carpe Manana party. I'm just That's kidding, right. Rebecca. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with your introduction. Well, thank you. Well, guys, if you listen to our episode from last week, you'll know that we talked about Santa Claus and about the, the spirit of generosity that, that's present at Christmas or that should be present at Christmas. If you, do, if you guys didn't have a chance to go check that out, definitely look back. Uh, if you're subscribed on iTunes, look back at the previous week's episode. It's a really great episode. It's one of my favorites that we've done. We got a great response on that episode. Pastor Shaw, didn't you say somebody... Uh, Absolutely. And, and and I you know daily people will either call us or email and let us right. know but the one that I loved the most was someone who commented on my blog where they post the podcast as well. Right. Because it goes on on several platforms. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, she was struggling with how to explain the whole Santa Claus thing to her granddaughter. And then this podcast helped her realize that when you think about Santa Claus, how did you say it, Ryan, your, your mom explained to you? Yeah, my mom told me when I was younger, she said, Santa Claus represents the spirit of giving. Nice. And to me, uh, no one could have said that better. I mean, that's the best... Um, I've heard and so this helped this lady definitely so that's awesome and that segues perfectly into kind of what we're talking about today yeah exactly we're gonna just continue that conversation kind of kind of uh, readdress the issue of generosity and just think about you know the gift of giving we think about receiving gifts at Christmas but we want to talk in this episode about being able to give and give back and Pastor Shaw, what's the where do we where do we see this in Scripture? What's the biblical basis for giving? Well, see, we who grew up in the Western culture, whether you grew up in the West or you grew up in a Western culture that I did, I, even though I grew up in India, I grew up like you know in a Christianized culture uh, because my family was Christian. My dad was a pastor. We had missionaries in and out of our homes. What many people don't realize is the the understanding of charity and compassion is a Christian idea, Mm -hmm. okay? 
Now, there have been people in every culture who try to help people out, mm-hmm. but it's not part of their system. It's abnormal to do that. Mm. All right. Take, for example, the country I grew up in, India. Wonderful country, great culture, good right. people. All that is great. But having said that, there are beggars everywhere. Homeless people everywhere. Um, uh, older people, okay, just lying on the streets. Now, I'm not saying necessarily that everybody ends up there. What I'm saying is there are a lot of these people because part of the culture is not about helping the helpless. It's not in their, in, in the system. It's not in the culture. Mm-hmm. So in America or in the West, when I'm talking about the West, I'm talking about the Christianized West. People take it for granted. They think the whole world is like this. It's not. <laughs> it, it's not in Africa. It's not in the Middle East. It's not uh, in Asia. It's not in any culture that is not affected greatly by Christianity. Right. So you growing up in a Christian home, but in that environment, in that kind of culture, how did that affect how you view giving? Well, I knew why we gave. Yeah. Okay. It made a big difference in my life. I mean, we would do constantly, we would do things to help the helpless. Uh, It doesn't matter if they were Christians or not. If they were poor and hungry, orphans and widows, sick, okay, and homeless, we would help them. Mm. And where does it come from? It's a Christian idea, folks. It's a Judeo-Christian value that you need to help your neighbor, even if he happens to be your enemy. Where do we get this from? It comes from the Bible. That's 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 tough. When you say even even if he's your enemy, that's, that's right. tough. That's yeah. tough. Yeah, I mean, let me give you a couple of verses that would. I know this team knows it, but hopefully it'll help you realize why compassion and charity and generosity to the poor, to the helpless, to the sick, to the needy is so prevalent in our culture. For example. Matthew 25, verses 35 and 36, Jesus said, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Now, in other cultures, if you're a stranger, if you are needing help, people may help you. But it's not part of their normal daily life. Mm. Okay? And... Uh, I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Go to other cultures that have not been significantly touched by Christianity. Prison and prisoner, you deserve to be there, Mm -hmm. and you don't deserve anything. The idea that we can even help the prisoners, even if a man is on death row, we got to show compassion to him. That's a Christian idea. But I got a question. Those verses you just read, how come when you read those verses, it's like you haven't done enough? Yes. That's a Christian idea. The minute that you read them, you You feel it. You haven't done enough. You feel it. You feel it. Yes. That's the Holy Spirit. You say you haven't done enough. Yeah. And I've you don't do it to look down, right? Go ahead, right. John. Oh, I was just going to say, I've definitely felt that way before. It's It sounded kind of alien to me when you said it, but I, I thought for a second, and I've definitely felt like as much as you do, I've never found a place or I've never arrived at a place where I was like, 
I've done it now. I'm done. Now I can just focus on I'm me. here. I'm not giving anything else to anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never thought about it being ingrained in the Christian culture, you know, because I grew up, um, I got saved at 15. And so for the past 11 years have been living in this church culture. And it's just something that you don't even think about. I mean, I don't. And it's part of the Judeo-Christian culture. Right. You know, in the Old Testament, um, you know, you allowed the poor to glean your fields. You know the story of Ruth, mm-hmm. right? You allow yeah. the poor to glean, glean your fields, and, and you do things to help the helpless. This is part of what God's people were supposed to do. But what, is my, what about the argument, I, I'm struggling, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. Yeah. I'm struggling. What if somebody said, I'm struggling, but I heard what the Lord say, what do you suggest? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I suggest the Good Samaritan. Yes. <laughs> right? Here's a, here's a man going from Jerusalem to Jericho. Right. Got mobbed and uh, taken advantage mm-hmm. of, left to die. Mm-hmm. The priest walks around. The Levi walks around. You know, they know those, those robbers are still hanging. Uh, they're still hiding in the hills. Any moment they can come down and kill you too and rob you as well. But as a Samaritan... A sworn enemy of God's people comes, and instead of going around him, he stops, he picks him up, he bandages him, puts him on his animal, and takes him back to town, and not only checks him in, but he says, here's some money, and when I come back, I'll give you the rest. Man. That's, that's a Christian virtue. That's heavy. And that's not common in other cultures. And I'm not talking down about the culture, but there are wonderful people out there. But the collective generosity that we see, it's a Christian value. And we really try to get our kids to start doing that early. Um, You know, in Awana, we do missions. I mentioned this before, but, um, you know, this past mission, they raised money for uh, families in the surrounding area that couldn't afford it. They, They raised money for Thanksgiving meals for those people. And they raised well over a thousand fifteen hundred dollars wow um and they were able to buy families like a lot of food they even were able to buy them dessert and stuff like that and they never they never once asked you know why why are we giving they just kind of knew they just we explained to them you know these are families that can't afford it we're trying to provide for them and the the kids when i told them how much they made they were so ecstatic it wasn't like Okay, so now what's our what do we get? What's our prize? They yeah. never We're excited about. Did we get a pizza party? What do we get? Yeah. <laughs> never once asked that. They were just like, okay, what's the next mission? Yeah. And they yeah. were ready for the yeah. next one, which was Samaritan's Purse. And they were just ready for the next one. They didn't even ask what they were going to get out of it. Yeah, and to I was see, very impressed by our kids. To see kids so excited about giving in, in Blaze and in Awana, you know, and, and to have that spirit kind of trickle up through the congregation, you know, our, our teenagers going out and, and serving, giving of their time. They were at Acts on, on Thanksgiving Day when they could have been sleeping in or playing video games. They, were, right. they gave several hours out of their Thanksgiving morning to go serve to serve Thanksgiving. And we, you know, we see that in our men getting together and preparing the food. We see that in our ladies and the different uh, missions that they do. I mean, that, that culture of generosity starts with the kids and it just kind of trickles upward. And I would say, start your own children early. You know, my mom would take us for Samaritan's Purse. She would take us to Dollar Tree or Walmart or whatever and make us pick out things for a box. And then once we picked out what we wanted, we had to give it 
and put it in the box. And we had to watch it. This is not go. for you. Yeah. It's not for you. It's for someone else. That's what Nicole did. Fortunate. Yeah. That's pretty smart. And I think smart. that made a huge impact on us. Yeah. Huge. Because most times you see kids saying, oh, yeah, I want that. I want that's, this. I want that. That's mine. But imagine you're taking your kids to shop for another kid. Yeah. Yeah, I want this, but I want that kid to have this. Yeah. Well, I think Nicole paid it forward in doing that because, I mean, now you, Rebecca, are doing a great job with teaching, you know, our Clearview kids that, especially during the holiday time, it's all, it's about giving. And you too, Ryan, with the youth. And, and, you know, I think you can just see the results coming through that. And just to brag on my kids one more time. Some <laughs> brag away. Kids. I'm, I'm just so proud <laughs> Go of for them. It. We had, um, last year, we had some girls get together and on their own, they asked for my help just to help... Um, you know, coordinate everything. But um, there were some older girls in Awana and they wanted to use one of their Awana store nights to get stuff and they only got stuff for their boxes. They did not keep yeah. anything oh, from the Awana store. Yeah. They raised those points. They each had, That's big. you know, well That's over awesome. a thousand points. And they used all those points to put stuff in a box. And the, we had to make two boxes. Yeah, I remember And that. I said, as long as, you know, I helped, you know, contribute some of the, money to that because it was nine dollars per box and they just needed a couple more dollars but i helped with that yeah um but you know they 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 did that on their own they just asked me to help coordinate everything Mm -hmm. so the points that you're talking about they used the points was actually for them to purchase something for themselves right they could purchase like notebooks toys um anything like that they did they didn't want it they decided to give it to samaritan's purse so i was very that's pretty cool wow we got to get to work, grown-ups. <laughs> the kids are showing, kids are showing us, us up. up. Does anybody want to talk about what's going on literally right now as we're sitting in here recording this podcast? I mean, you might could even hear coming through yeah. on the microphones what's happening. If you can hear any voices or any you know, sounds like door shutting that might not sound normal to the podcast, is because right now as we're recording this podcast, we're setting up for a toy chest. It's actually happening right now at a church where we're allowing underprivileged families to come and get toys for next to nothing because they need it and we want to be able to give that to them i mean it's really awesome to see that going on right now while we're recording this podcast about giving and the next to nothing is really what we do is we we don't want them to feel that you know this is a handout right right there's a difference between a handout and a hand up correct mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right correct. What, what is a what is the difference the difference for a handout hey take it no responsibility nothing you don't have to give go on enjoy it don't worry about it there's no thing. value at all to it nothing you didn't earn it so hey don't worry about it hand up totally different yeah right. totally different you're down right now we're picking you up we're helping you not us jesus through us amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. yeah we want to show you introduce you to our helper that's right yeah to the one sustain us that's right and now feel the love you know hear the story of god's love of right. redemption mm-hmm. and it changes lives and so um next to nothing is really there's a donation of seven dollars is what they're giving right but in the process they get to you know shop hundreds of dollars worth of toys what do we do with those uh, seven dollars when we collect them we don't keep them here at right. clearview Mm-mm. we don't give it back to the community because sometimes people say yeah that's right put it back in the community no but there, there's no blessing in that yeah we give it overseas to families that are even worse off wow they have nothing mm-hmm. so what's happening in the process the families who are hurting here are blessing families who are hurting overseas mm. guess what not only are we being blessed, yes, but they're being blessed. Wow, yes. that's awesome. So uh, it, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You, you know, Pastor Shaw, 
you know, John asked a question to me about um, giving, um, biblical values, and I'm stunned by it because if you're giving to overseas, I remember giving prior to being saved, but I was giving because I didn't want someone to hurt. Right. Like I was hurting. Right. Yeah. But in the process of stop them from hurting, what I could use for myself, I gave it away because I didn't want them to go through what I went through as a child. That's right. Even as an adult. Mm. That's right. But after being saved, it's almost like it's a must. Yeah. And yes. I know the Bible say give, but I'm not giving because the Bible say give. I'm giving because it's like when the Lord saved me, he put it in me. It's inside of you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not here to talk down about other cultures, mm-hmm. religions, because right. that's, that's not the purpose of the podcast. Right. It is simply to get to the truth. Mm-hmm. Now, other cultures and religions may talk about giving, but it's not in the same way. It is, it is done almost as a burden, as a requirement. Yeah. Here, it is different. And, and it's, it's not just something that we started we're standing in line with thousands and millions of people throughout history who have done this. Uh, for example, Tertullian. Tertullian was uh, the Latin church father in North Africa. Mm-hmm. This is somewhere around the third sec- century, 220 AD. He talks about how early Christians had a common fund to which they would give voluntarily. Voluntarily. Not church telling them to give, not Jesus saying you better or else, voluntarily without any compulsion on a given day of the month or whenever they wanted to contribute. And the fund supported widows and the physically disabled, Mm -hmm. needy orphans, sick, listen, prisoners incarcerated for their Christian faith, and even those who were incarcerated for whatever they did wrong. And this... Some of the money was even given to provide burials for poor people and even for the release of slaves. Wow. Did you know that? No, No, I never did. This this is what Christians have been... This is not something we started. (laughs) This is part of who we are. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm just delighted to see our church in line with what God has been doing for a long time with his people. That's right. Yeah, it's super, super encouraging, especially around the holidays, to be in church and to see the kind of culture that giving creates. You know what I mean? I mean, there's just tons of families. And and there are families that are doing that. And there's a family that really went above and beyond. Um, I'm blown away by their generosity. And they want to be anonymous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They don't want anybody to know about it. It's between them and the Lord. And I was talking to a gentleman uh, in our church uh, at you know during the Christmas play night during the intermission, right? And he said the same exact thing. He said, you know, when I, when we give, we give, not wanting publicity, not wanting recognition. We're doing it unto the Lord because the moment you want recognition, you got your reward. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know you, that pat on the back, done. Yeah. And, and so, you know, my challenge to the people who are listening is, hey, go out there, find ways to give. Uh, help acts area Christians together in service you can uh, take your kids go shopping for food for canned food take it over there to acts they'll be very grateful Um, Salvation Army another place you can help Uh, you see the person ringing the bell don't just drop a 
a dime, yeah. <laughs> you know, find a way to bless them even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are so many ways that you can do that or adopt a family, just like many families at Clearview have done. And there's so many families who, who have partnered together to, to make things like, uh, oh, we, well, you were talking about Pastor Sean with that one family who kind of went above and beyond this year. People who have gone behind the scenes to help out with the, with the toy chest, they give these gifts. And like you said, they don't want they don't want the notoriety. They, they don't want the, the recognition, which is so, so encouraging. Uh, and it's so challenging for us right. to want to give uh, and give abundantly as well. And you can find creative ways to do that. You know, we've been, do, we've been doing toy chest ministries for several years uh, and Henderson Wellness Center with Dr. Brandon Taylor. Right. You know, he wanted to turn his toy drive towards us and partner with us. Mm-hmm. So that's a creative way of doing it. Yeah. So, and then um, there are other businesses like Chick-fil-A with Josh Town. I mean, they do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So my challenge to people is if your heart is willing to help, God's going to find ways for you. I remember last year, one thing that really touched me was I saw some of our Clearview ladies actually cooked a ton, a ton of food and took it over to the police department and the fire department because they knew these are people who are probably not going to be at home with their families for most of Christmas. And so the least that we can do is at least take them some food, something for them to eat. I remember that really stuck with me because you don't just, you just don't think about people who aren't home for Christmas. As long as I'm home for Christmas, that's all I'm really thinking about. But there are tons of people, even this Christmas, who probably will not get to spend a ton of time with their families. And, you know, you don't have to have a business to give. Um, that's a misconception. Right. Uh, if, if, if it's all you have is a dollar, honestly, all you have is a dollar, Dollar Tree is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And believe it or not, sometimes it's the smallest gift at the right exact time being led by the Lord would change a lot of things. That's right. And don't, and don't always assume because people have a lot that they don't need a gift. Sometimes that gift would turn them around. Amen. I mean, because they have it don't mean they're enjoying it. That's that, right. And your gift can make a world of difference. That's right. Well, guys, our time is running away from us today. Do you guys have any final thoughts you want to leave our audience with thinking about this, uh, this idea of the gift of giving this Christmas season? One thing that I've seen when giving as a church, as an individual, is God really blesses you through giving to other people, not the way that you would normally think. It's not like he's going to give you more money or he's going to give you this because now you give, but he, through being a part of this church and giving and seeing what he's done, he's opened my eyes and really made me realize this this is how I bless you. This is how I'm going to, I'm going to give you happiness. I'm going to give you joy. I'm going to give you peace for giving to other people. And it's it's been it's been a real eye opener giving to other people and seeing how he operates in that. Well, I, I, well, I'm excited. Um, and behind the scenes today to get to see this toy drive kicked off and the other things that happened with the kids raising money for these families. Oh, it is beautiful. It is really beautiful. Get involved. Give something. If nothing but time, but give something, you've been given a lot. Even when you think you haven't, give something. It's wonderful. And you and Pastor Shah are doing the gospel presentation for everybody who's coming tonight, right? That's right. Yeah. We're going to make sure people understand that this is a gift because the gift the gift has been given. That's super awesome. Jesus Christ. That's really awesome. Amen. I guess the thing that I would say is don't, and I've fallen into this too, is but don't feel like just because you don't have enough that you can't give. It's really easy to fall into, well, I'm going to take care of this stuff first, and then whatever's left, whatever spare that I have, I'll make sure that I give it faithfully. But give first. 
Um, and, and I found that when I've done that, uh, that I've been super blessed. It's not going to feel great when you're doing it. It's going to be a sacrifice. But man, the blessing that God gives because of that is, is unreal. What I gather from today is, um, you know, starting, starting people off early, it'll be way easier for them to continue giving once they get older and can give more. Um, you know, with our, with our kids, we really do try to teach them early. And, um, just as just something, just a way that you can give even after Christmas, um, we will be doing, um, Clearview Kids Heart to Heart, which is we're creating gift baskets for parents who are in the NICU and pediatrics, um, floors of the of, um, UNC Chapel Hill. Um, so we're going to be sending gift baskets to them. Um, so that's our way of giving to the hurting, um, and to the sick. And so, um, just keep that in mind for January through February. And that's the way that you can give even after the holidays. And you're giving, uh, David, you, you talked about being blessed by, by the opportunity to give. You're giving also as an inspiration to other people. And, uh, just like we talked about, it helps, uh, just like we talked about, it helps establish that culture of giving. If I see somebody going above and beyond to bless somebody, it's going to make me want to do the same thing. And that's going to make you want to do the same thing. And it kind of spreads out. It's contagious. People see others giving and they want to do the same thing. So give and give generously. Right. Amen. Thank you so much for being a part of the conversation today. If something from today's episode stood out to you and you want to talk to us about it, or you have any ideas or, or questions about future episodes, send us an email to carpemignana at clearviewbc.org. We love hearing from you guys. Love reading every single one of those, uh, those episode suggestions and uh, emails, seeing what you guys are taking out of the podcast. Be sure to join us next week, same time, same station. And if you're not already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes so you can stay up to date on future episodes. And while you guys are there, be sure to leave us uh, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us to stay visible and helps you uh, share our podcast with as many people as possible. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time on Carpe Mignano.